Sandy. You know what? Mm. I just have like this this thing that I need to get off my chest before we get into the substance of what we're doing today. Okay. I need the spam calls to stop. <laughs> I need I need them to stop. I need to find out how much money whoever sold the entirety of the roster of Canadian phone numbers to whomever is making money off of this bullshit. I just, I just, I just want to know how much they made. Was it worth it? Mm. I, I can't, I can't, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> it's just driving me up the wall. Yeah. So these spam calls are, I guess, like kind of a big deal. I've, I've only received two, which is interesting to me. You've only received two. Yes. Yeah. Like today, you mean, right? <laughs> no, I mean ever. And I was so surprised by it that I couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. Everyone's like, yeah, we've been getting those for like a long time. Oh my God. No, I, I think I got over 10 today. So oh my God. I just, please make it stop. Somebody find out who this is and make them stop. Uh, okay. Thank you. That was good. I thought that, that was really important. I think um, the nice thing about this podcast is we're able to really talk about what's bothering us you know is anything bothering you no um I just came back from Edmonton and I want to give a shout out to everyone who talked about how much they love the podcast it was actually a bit of a surprise um I know that we've got fans in Alberta but it was like there were a lot of really really big Sandy Noor fans and um and I also have to say, I'm a bit surprised by how many folks think that Sandy, you and I are sitting in a room together right now. <laughs> we're not. We're not sitting in a room together. I can't see Nora at all, which, nope. which sometimes makes it difficult because it's way better when we're in the same room together. So how's this? When we hit that 1,000 on Patreon, which we're pretty close, actually. I'm really surprised. I never thought we'd yeah. get there. We, we, make, we go to Edmonton. What do you think? I love it. I think that Edmonton, I think we can I think we can swing that. And we, we did promise at that level that we would do two live shows a year. And Edmonton seems like it's got to be on our list. So I have never been to Alberta. Oh, you'll love it. Except for layovers at in Calgary Airport. So I feel like, you know, it's about time. Yeah. The thing that Edmonton or I found in Edmonton, I've got to admit, I've only been in Calgary for layovers as well, although I will be going to Calgary very soon. Um, the people are really great. And so it's a really lovely place to go. And every time I go, I have a good time. All right. Well, I look forward to that. Shout out to Edmonton. Yeah. And we're not talking about good times necessarily on this show, but womp womp. Uh, I, I guess it's some people have good times with what we're about to talk about. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about, but, <laughs> you know, we thought... Like last week, we we briefly considered talking about this and then we're like, meh, whatever. <laughs> no, let's just zoom past this because there's no way people will still be talking about this in a week. But y'all just can't let it go. So we're going to talk about Don Cherry, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don Cherry and sports and um, I assume whiteness, whiteness. And boredom and people remembering Misogyny. you, Nora. Misogyny. Yep. Um, yeah, the social Canada. CTV, the social CTV firing you, which was terrible news. That was a surprise to me. Some folks wanting CTV to fire me, which would be sweet because then they'd have to pay me with severance, maybe. 
Oh my god! What okay, so is we this? are going to talk about this debacle, hockey night in Canada. Coach's corner is no more, which is really sad because I had never seen an episode, and I was really looking forward to the day where. No, it was probably never going to happen. But okay, like so, we have to lay our cards on the table. You just start to play, like lay your cards on the table. Here are my cards. I watched Coach's Corner every Saturday night for my entire childhood. I have never seen an entire game of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I I loved Coach's Corner so much that when we got to after 40 minutes, which was the second period break show, I hated it. I couldn't stand watching after 40 minutes. And I don't remember loving Don Cherry at all. Like I've I've never, ever found him to be... I don't know, interesting or worth my time. There's always Ron McLean that I loved. And, and do you do you still love him? Do you still love him? No, God, no. I mean, I haven't watched Coach's Corner in probably 15 years. Maybe actually even more than that. <laughs> yeah, more than that. Um, but for me, Saturday night was um, we were allowed to eat chips, um, which I got to have all dressed chips, although, and I had some all dressed chips today. So, I mean, I'm still living that tradition. (laughs) We got to have pop and we watched, uh, we watched the Leafs every Saturday night. And that's, that was my, that was my growing up. Okay. Well then can you help me and maybe some of the other listeners out there who might be a little bit like me to understand (laughs) what you know, I, I understand that this is like a cultural phenomenon, but I don't understand why. Like, why is this man who's obviously like super angry, a little weird, very eccentric in the clothing and obviously racist? Like, what's what is the love and like deep amor- amorous like feelings for this guy? What is going mm-hmm. on? I think that Don Cherry has become a caricature of of himself and that caricature I mean when I use the word caricature I don't mean necessarily a joke although the guy's a joke for sure but he is a representation of a kind of uh, nostalgia a kind of analyst that would just give it to you straight didn't matter if he was insulting the you know French hockey players didn't matter if he was insulting Russians it didn't matter if he was insulting the immigrants he's just being straight and real and all this kind of bullshit right and I think that most people that watch hockey I mean this might be a generalization so like if you listen to the podcast let let me know if if I'm wrong but I think a lot of people that watch hockey actually don't like Don Cherry um that people often go to the bathroom during coach's corner right because coach's corner comes on after Mm. the first period and or or if you're in a if you're in a bar you talk to your friends like I think I think that adults don't necessarily love Don Cherry but he does represent a Canada that a lot of people on the right want to violently enforce and maintain and so his firing shows that we're at a cultural moment where finally, after years and years and years and years of similar kind of talk, none of this is new. Cherry has always been a piece of shit, rich motherfucking racist. But finally, we're at a cultural moment where Sportsnet is like, ah, it doesn't, it's not making us money anymore to have Don Cherry on the air, and so we need to fire him. And that's the, that's the sign 
I think for the for for a, a segment of the right wing of this country that maybe in popular culture they're starting to lose their grip. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> How? Um, okay. Well, this one man represents all of that uh, to to folks. That's what you're saying. Well, <laughs> I just yeah. Like one of the things that you might not know about Cherry, and this is what makes it so like so great, is that he is on Coach's Corner because he was a coach, right? And (laughs) he was famous. I did know that actually after this week, but before that, I didn't know. Well, and he was famous for being like kind of a shitty coach. He didn't last in the NHL for very long. And he famously put too many men on the ice, (laughs) which is like a ridiculous error for a coach to make. He's a joke from the beginning. Uh, So... So he was so he is just like this man who was rewarded for failing. Yeah, he literally encapsulates and represents everything about Canada that is bad. (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah, no, this sounds like the perfect, (laughs) like the perfect kind of representation, actually, uh, of what you just explained. Now I kind of understand. Okay, cool. Um, Interesting trajectory there. Okay, so Don Cherry. Coach's Corner, some point last week, he says, he makes some, he, he decides that that was going to be the day that he was going to go um, full upset, weird, racist grandpa on air at uh, quote unquote you people, which was a clear pointing to uh, not just immigrants, because as he said, you know, you come to our countries, but very specific immigrants because he said I see you people who come to our country so I think he's pointing at uh, immigrants that you can single out which means non-white people uh, not wearing poppies and blah 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 not respecting um, what what our people have done to fight to make this country <laughs> to fight <laughs> to make this country a place where you can live and have freedoms blah 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 we've heard this story before so he says this on the air don't know why he decided that that was the day to do it but, you know, there was obviously outcry afterwards. His co-host, I don't know anything about him either. So maybe you could explain a little bit about him. But he he sits there looking a little dumbfounded, looks at him a little bit, but says nothing about the whole thing. And then obviously people are really frustrated because it's it's disrespectful. The narrative is absolutely incorrect uh, and laughable, in fact. And of course, it, it represents uh, like a really heinous, absolutely... Uh, racist construction of this place and so there's outcry and he gets fired by Sportsnet which you know is the right move and should have been the right move uh, given what I've seen this week a long ass time ago and given what you just said about him being a shitty coach maybe he should never have been hired in the first place and then now we're kind of dealing with the fallout of that including comments that were made on uh, CTV's show uh, The Social by Jessica Allen, who has experienced something very similar to what Nora experienced uh, last year when she pointed out um, the whiteness uh, and the maleness of uh, uh, the how the whiteness and the maleness of the, of the victims of the Humboldt bus crash uh, impacted the support uh, that they got afterwards when compared to other tragedies uh, that did not have the same types of victims. And here we are. It 
it appears that Canada is divided <laughs> on whether, in fact, it was the right move for Sportsnet to do that. Um, and I imagine that you are experiencing some of what you experienced uh, not so long ago on social media. Yeah, it's been another weekend of a lot of of hate and threats and messages of of whatever. Some people have mixed me up with Jessica Allen telling, yeah, as we said earlier, that it, telling me I should be fired by CTV. I mean, if the social ever put me on, that would be really weird and cool. But <laughs> I mean, I'm not on the social guys. <laughs> um, but this is such an important aspect of the construction of mainstream white Canadian identity. And, and this issue has everything wrapped together in it. And, and I think that that's why this is so important um, in like the culture wars, in the fight over what is mainstream Canada today, over what we consider to be normal Canadian identity. So what is normative and then anything that's not normative is, is othered from that. And it really is encapsulated in, in the idea of the young white male hockey player and then of course there might be a young black male hockey player who's like an even more exceptional example of a black canadian or a young woman hockey player who's like an even more exceptional example of a woman in this country but it's always in relationship to that that normative white male and a lot of folks have been like oh it's racist to say that I, I don't know, Sandy, like how, how do you see hockey um, defining so much of what Canada quote unquote says it is like, where are you with all this? <laughs> like I said, I have never watched a full game of hockey. So this has like literally nothing to like, I just feel like zero attachment to this besides the fact that this man is, you know, putting out this message that, you know, I, I think there's been a lot of great kind of um, think pieces and essays and response written on this, but but uh, so I don't I don't think we need to belabor this point on this particular podcast. But I but I do want to say that like so he said he he he's he makes this statement that is such an erroneous historical retelling of uh, what ha- what happened in what were world. Wars, right? World wars, but but it's a narrative that but that really actually finds a lot of attachment uh, from racists who are like, you know, we made this country, but no, no, sorry, look, people, racists, I need you to understand, <laughs> nothing uh, that you value. Uh, was built by white people alone zero nothing not a single thing britain went forth colonized the world and didn't do anything on their own (laughs) they made everybody else do it (laughs) like that is the way it works and so uh in any construction of a world war please do know that uh in fact some of the people who got hit the hardest (laughs) are the people who you are uh, excluding from your narrative of, of people who uh, protect, quote unquote, you know, this, uh, this society or this culture, uh, which is which is also another false narrative, because it's not actually what the world wars did. But in any case, <laughs> I digress. 
One of the things that I do want to talk about, though, is I posted on my Facebook that uh, I was like tickled by this. Um, and I, I did get some responses back on that. Yeah. Uh, saying that this was the wrong move, potentially. Mm. There's like a, an interesting discussion that happened on my wall that I have no time to participate in because I'm a law student. But <laughs> I, you know, uh, some folks had said, you know, uh, this, you know, shouldn't have happened because now he has all sorts of fuel to be considered a martyr uh, and to spread a terrible message even further and that this will just propel the same old same old and in fact they should have just left it alone or used it as an opportunity to have a discussion on air or 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 but that the the idea Mm -hmm. of cutting down this cultural institution would in fact make it worse what do you think about that Nora? Well, first of all, to be a martyr, one has to be dead. So that hasn't happened yet. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- 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 I think that people are confusing things. I, and I'm actually kind of uh, uh, thinking about how similar this discussion is to the whole discussion about Megan Murphy's right to be able to speak at the public library. Mm-hmm. It's like Don Cherry works for Sportsnet. Sportsnet decided that Don Cherry was no longer a profitable agent. They fired him. I mean, it is not much more complicated than that. Sportsnet knows that they have to ditch this ultra-white nationalist cheerleading of uh, within hockey if it's going to expand its viewership. It's not more complicated than that. And, you know, we just saw the country rally around the Raptors and show an interesting cultural moment where the Raptors did the impossible. They won the finals and everyone was like going like going crazy over basketball. And it, this is a business, right? And the Leafs haven't won in forever and, and, and Canadian teams aren't winning the Stanley Cup and Sportsnet needs to make sure that they're reaching an audience and Don Cherry finally after years of saying the same thing forever finally didn't cross the line that Sportsnet just caught up to where he has always been and was like oh no now we have to get rid of him and so but do you buy this argument that in so doing like as attached to this issue that in fact it makes the whole thing so much worse no it's ridiculous because i think you are right like i think that that some like some of the response to that is a little bit like what we were talking about when we were talking about cancel culture right like it's the idea that oh okay so now don cherry has been has been canceled but was that the thing to do do we cancel like i don't know like what do you think i mean i do know but what do you think anyway <laughs> <laughs> there's there, either they let him continue with the show or they didn't and if they let him continue with the show that would have been condoning his remarks and allowing him another pass in a career of passes forever and ever amen i i really don't understand the, the argument that that he should have been what talked to on air like the guy is a racist to his core what possible use would there have been to keep him on there on the air and have him go through some sort of public reckoning with his internal racism he's 85 fucking years old the man should have retired 
it is elder abuse to force him to be on TV. (laughs) We have given him a favor, right? It's like he he has lost his platform. It is a sign from Sportsnet to say that this is not acceptable speech. And it's important because people that do look up to Don Cherry and Ron McLean see now that there are consequences for speech that is hateful and racist. And Ron, Ron McLean also experienced consequences for not for not saying anything at the moment of he issued an apology where he just fully apologized for not having said anything and coach's corner is no more rich you know Ron mclean's been at this for uh, almost as long as john cherry has so there are consequences to our speech and i know that sandy you know that and i'm sorry if someone who's been on tv for 45 fucking years doesn't know that it's because no one slapped him the first time that he was a racist 45 years ago and wow <laughs> That's too bad, I guess. And, and wow, like here, I, yeah, I think, well, one, I want to talk about Ron's apology also because uh, there's some interesting stuff there. But yeah, I, I agree. It's like, look, what happened uh, now is a signal. It's like, it's an it's a important cultural signal that the line has been drawn here and you cannot pass it, pass it. In fact, the line should have been drawn, I think, quite a bit sooner judging from what people are saying about this guy but like I said I never watched the thing um but it (laughs) it is a signifier of what is unacceptable and if he was able to stay they would be saying that it it is acceptable and what would have happened afterwards because apparently according to Ron they did offer him the opportunity to apologize and he refused so any any further discussion about this on the air would have just been him doubling down but even Mm -hmm. if he didn't it would have been a signifier that that type of diatribe that type of rant is okay so long as an empty apology is set on air afterwards and things could continue and the idea that he would become a martyr i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the thing is that there's there's no um, lack of substance for the racist right to pull from uh, to create whatever narrative they want to create um, to hate on people uh, of color. And so the fact that he appears later on after this on Tucker Carlson's show, probably the rebel, I don't know, and a few other places uh, is is not anything weird or strange from their regular programming. He's not talking to anybody new on that regular programming. It's just another thing that they get to point to. And I don't think it really changes much at all. So, yeah, I think that this was the right move. Yeah, there's no question about that. And um, and I and I think that anyone who's a fan of hockey and who's concerned about the misogyny and the racism that undeniably exists within broader hockey culture would have seen this and would have been pissed that that Cherry would have even said this, right? Like, I would, I've received some messages, one from someone who's a coach who was saying to me that he's working really hard locally to diversify who's involved with the sport and, and make the sport accessible because it's, of course, it's an extremely expensive ex- uh, sport to participate in. And he says, and now you got Don Cherry saying this shit. And he's like, I gotta, I've got to answer my own community to, to this. Like, these guys make it so hard, <laughs> right? And, and that's the way that we need to be reading this, that this is, 
this is a, a, a relic of a Canada that has never existed or should never existed or has only existed in the minds of some people, but that is used to insist that this is the true Canada. It's it's a real dividing line within our culture and you're either on one side or you're on the other. And and that's why people are clinging to this so viciously. That's why Jessica Allen has received so much hate. And I mean, I don't know if you saw the statement that CTV put out for her. Like <laughs> I did. they didn't fire her, but it's it's really it's really bad. And I mean, it's hard to talk about um, how the tragedy of the Humboldt Broncos plays into all of this. But as someone who, like, you know, said something about that tragedy and the in the the way that people reacted based on where hockey culture is situated in our collective identity as Canadians, the idea that that one of the victims' families would then say to CTV that they're gonna they're gonna refuse to speak to CTV until they fire this woman for saying that she has seen misogynistic acts from hockey players i mean any one of us who's grown up in a hockey town has seen this shit hockey players don't have a great reputation if especially if they're elite players we all remember that one player who almost got was tried to get out of having con- committed rape um because he was a promising young hockey athlete i mean it doesn't do any good to deny the reality that there is misogyny and there is racism woven within the sport. And that doesn't mean everybody who plays hockey is a misogynist or that they are a racist, but it does mean that when we export that culture into making it about Canadian culture, we are reinforcing the misogyny and the racism and the white supremacy that that plagues Canadian society at large. So, yeah, that, I mean, I think that that's why so I, I just want to like tell people who I, I mean I, I feel like everyone's probably paying attention but just in case you didn't see it the what Jessica Allen said on the air on the social was that she doesn't worship on, at the altar of hockey and that she found in her experience that those who did tended to, all tended to be white boys who weren't very nice and that they were generally they were not generally thoughtful and that they were often bullies and when CTV apologized, as Nora just referenced, they referenced the Humboldt tragedy. The Humboldt tragedy <laughs> has nothing to do with this besides the fact that it is another instance where hockey was the backdrop for a whole other conversation and then used as a tool to complete the to complete acts of othering that Nora just talked about. Othering to say, you know, we are Canada, we are hockey, meaning these folks are not. And anybody who would critique hockey or would critique this almost like uh, divine, reverent thing, <laughs> this cultural phenomenon, uh, is not, uh, is, is saying something uh, about our very identity, which is ridiculous like it doesn't it doesn't make sense and it's uh you know it's really uh disturbing to read some of the messages that come across on social social media how violent um a lot of the men who are responding to Nora and to Jessica Allen in response uh to to what they've said uh it's it's 
it's very telling mm-hmm. of the type of tool um, that something like hockey uh, can be mm-hmm. to to this culture. Yeah, I got a message from someone who uh, was disagreeing with what I said on Twitter because I made I had a Twitter thread that talked about basically what we we're saying on this show, and so someone messaged me who I don't know, and he was saying I don't agree with you. But just so you know, your address is being shared. People know that you're on the road. People are saying they're going to show up at the airport when you when you when you arrive. Um, and I just want to let you know that I'm really uncomfortable that that people are taking it that far. And I mean, first of all, the, I don't think he listens to the podcast. But if he does, like that was a that was a cool message. So thank you. And we talked a couple more messages after that, and which is like you know, oh, I I think he understood a little bit more what, what I was saying. But the idea that I mean, what Jessica Allen said was so fair and so within her right to say that and doesn't paint a broad brush against anyone really other than that's her experience. And that's an experience that's super common if you grow up in a hockey town. <laughs> but the, the, the violence and the misogyny in the responses just prove the point that which should be a sport that brings people together that lets you have camaraderie and you play team stuff or whatever and like I play sports I get how awesome playing sports is because I love it myself somehow the worst aspects of that sport are what we have exported into our society where it becomes completely okay and fine for women to have to navigate horrible situations at like frat parties or on university campuses or uh, with with men that think that they deserve to be paid attention to or that they deserve sexual favors or whatever and it's just like this is so pervasive and and it's not that it's hockey that it's doing that but that but that everything about our, our our culture of misogyny our culture of white supremacy is seen in hockey it's like I, I think that that Canadians identify so much with the sport because it really does like reinforce a lot about what might what they might benefit from if they're white because there's still white supremacy in this country and white people still benefit from from that from being white from having access to spaces to having giving the benefit of doubt or in the case of Don Cherry from being a shitty coach and being given a, a show literally called Coach's Corner for so fucking long. Um, can we talk about uh, Ron McLean's apology? Yes. So again, I'm like coming at this uh, super as as objective as one can be because <laughs> I've like literally never watched this <laughs> stuff before. I've never seen this man talk. He looked somewhat familiar. <laughs> I was like <laughs> very uh, like super put off <laughs> by this apology because. I do not understand in what world if you are truly making an apology to people who have been hurt or harmed um, by by comments that uh, your co-host made or by actions that you didn't take. I, I'm just like really surprised that half of that time needs to be taken to discuss what a great man that person is. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I I just thought... Look, that's not the time for that. Like, I, you know what? I know people can be complicated. I don't know. Maybe he was a good man. Doesn't seem like it from what I've read this week. <laughs> but but 
you know, like I know that people can be complicated and can be multiple things at once. But if you are out here trying to put an apology out, I don't think it's not to people who were harmed and to it's, you know, it's not just that incident of what he said. Like so much of what we're talking about is because he represents far more than just himself saying uh, this really ugly, heinous thing. He represents uh, a certain type of uh, of Canadian mindset uh, towards uh, people who are are not white in this place, and so you know he is ta- like in in responding to that and apologizing for what happened. He's re- he's talking to a whole bunch of people who've experienced versions of this um, countless times throughout their time in Canada, and to take so much of that time uh, to say. Uh, Don, I hope you're not so far away or, you know, I hope you're at the cabin and I'm so, you know, like all the, 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 like, you know, you're such a great guy. He's such a wonderful man. Like all of the lavishing on him, the, the cushion to make sure that he is, you know, um, cushioned, just cushioned when, uh, coming out of this is just so to, to me, just so dripping and disgusting especially when juxtaposed with the treatment of yourself and Jessica Allen, right? Like nobody, the the women who have something to say about hockey that isn't upholding uh, the the Canadian kind of white ideal is, are not going to get the same sort of consideration for the complicated people that they could be and certainly not in that ver- very moment that the, the the people like Don Cherry are responding to them and I don't know it, it's just not okay to do that like if you're apologizing fucking apologize write your essay about John Don Cherry somewhere else yeah well Don Cherry is extremely rich too which is a kind of a, a part of this whole conversation that somehow has not really been talked about I mean I don't know if you ever heard stories from folks at uh, UTM, um, the University of Toronto Mississauga campus, but he lives like near it. And I remember hearing stories about people seeing like him walking his dog and stuff in like the richest area of like Ontario, let alone the richest area of Mississauga. I don't know, maybe he's going to leave Ron some money <laughs> and he just doesn't want to insult his friend. <laughs> but you're totally right. I, it, it's... The the way that this has been discussed is so distorted and it's always been distorted. I mean, like when I went through the whole the, the firestorm with Humble, like how many journalists reached out to actually talk to me in the aftermath of what that what that was like and what the the hatred and the and the vile vitriolic comments were like zero no one no one asked me to write about it. No one asked what I what, what it was like to live through that with the exception of I mean Pia at CBC I did that show about a year later it's I thought that was so interesting not because I like I'm I'm not so interesting that I need to be on everybody's shows though I, I am um I it was just like a, a really important cultural moment that happened and we were supposed to reckon with a lot of difficult issues and we didn't we never did we didn't learn a single lesson from that and now every time there's another opportunity that 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 comes up to just to just beat down the message that no, this is true Canadian Anna Canadiana. This is disgusting that you're that you're destroying our idols. 
And where's the media? The media is like completely absent uh, to the point where CBC personalities and CBC journalists weren't even allowed to comment in a lot of in a lot of cases on this. I mean, there was one CBC journalist that received really horrible messages for 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 comments that he made and the CBC didn't have his back. So the corporation is really complicit in this as well. I, you know, it was Sportsnet that made the decision to pull the plug. But but the CBC is what created Don Cherry. And the CBC has a lot to answer to Canadians if they want to have the moral ability to say that they represent Canadians or they reflect Canadians. I think that question that you just asked of like, where's the media is really important too. And uh, I, I don't know if you saw this story uh, that came out from the Canadian press after um, that episode of The Social aired. Uh, did you see it? No. It's So, so the Canadian press uh, publishes a story and in that story, um, after, you know, talking about what it is that Jessica Allen had said and explaining the context of, of Don Cherry and so on, they, who do they go to uh, for reaction from Jessica Allen? Just guess. I, I don't even know where to begin to guess. I would, I would go to someone like Bruce Arthur at the sports reporter for the Toronto Star. They went to the parents of victims of the Humboldt crash. Right. Okay. Of course. Why? Why would you do that? Is that respectful? Like, is that leaving them alone? They went to parents of the victims of the Humboldt crash to discuss Jessica Allen's comments about Don Cherry. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? <laughs> what a terrible thing to do! And tying these these issues together, right? Like, it's it's also. You know, the again, the idea of like what gets to have like this uh, cultural context, what gets to be this like really intense Canadian thing, whereas, you know, for for Nora uh, or for for Jessica Allen talking about these issues, their experiences as uh, either uh, Jessica, uh, her experience as uh, as a woman dealing with um, uh, people who play hockey and treat her in a particular way or Nora talking about the experiences of people who are harmed um, on roadways uh, and just don't get the same outpouring of love like why why aren't those issues given the same sort of like attachment um, attempt to like make a broader context an attempt to to discuss this as some sort of cultural phenomenon as what is truly uh, a cultural phenomenon which is the fact that fucking racism exists in this society and is upheld uh, by things like the way we discuss hockey Mm. it makes no sense to tie those two issues together and yet that's what the media did what would have made more sense would have been uh to maybe talk to some veterans maybe talk to some people of color about how they felt maybe talk to some other women about how they felt um around talk about how they feel around hockey players around hockey what their experiences have been around hockey growing up maybe sport like there's all sorts of ways to uh, talk about a story like this to Mm -hmm. talk about Don Cherry Uh, talk about some of the experiences that or, or some of the things that he's said in the past when he's made disparaging comments about indigenous people. Maybe maybe talk to someone from a First Nation and talk to them about how they feel about it. Nope. 
<laughs> humbled victim's parents. I think that's like a really intense indictment of where the Canadian media is right now because what a misstep. What a massive misstep. Well, it's it's politicizing this issue it, with with the, one of the biggest tragedies of the last 10 years, right? It's it's trying to come up with an airtight way that that you cannot criticize someone like Don Cherry because now all of a sudden you know CTV is is saying that they're apologizing to the victims of Humboldt because they had someone talking about hockey culture being poisoned. I mean, there is, as you say, literally no connection between these things, except that you actually can see the link that someone's making in their mind, their tiny mind, but that they, you know, we we have created another national set of myths around the the perfect canadian and when the perfect canadian loses their life in a horrible incident like what happened in at humboldt that then becomes used as political fodder for completely unrelated things never mind the fact that jason kenny has already undone some of the trucking regulations that rachel notley put in to stop that something like that from happening in alberta on alberta roads never mind the fact that you know, the Globe and Mail did this massive investigation into the trucking industry to see how horrible the trucking industry is to people trying to immigrate to Canada and how they exploit them and how they don't give them training. Never mind the fact that anybody who lives in Alberta, I was just talking to someone today about this, who expressed any sympathy for the driver was like so viciously attacked. And she was saying this to me. She she said that like her Facebook was suspended because of how attacked she was for expressing sympathy for the for the driver as she was saying no one wakes up in the morning and, and wants and hopes that they cause a horrible car accident that would kill so many people and i was i was struck oh. in st- i was struck by how different the reaction was to the imam hassan guyer at the funeral of the victims of the mosque attack in quebec city for saying the seventh victim of that horrible uh, tragedy was the shooter himself was Alexandre Bissonnette and people didn't threaten his life for being so empathetic they celebrated that empathy and that compassion some people said it was misplaced some people criticized him but the reaction was totally different here you have a white man who took a, a, a targeted attack against racialized men in prayer versus a racialized man who made a horrible mistake thanks to the 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 unbelievable like lacks in regulations in the trucking industry and took the lives of 16 people it it, it encapsulates so much of what's wrong with this country and so much of what's wrong with who we valorize who we turn to for opinion who we turn for expertise who is mournable and who is not mournable and it is so enraging and sad and disgusting to me and, it, and it's just like irresponsible, dishonest journalism. Like the the like, can you imagine what the questions would have been to those to those parents? Like, oh, she made these comments about cult, hockey culture. You know about hockey culture because your child died. Um, oh my god! Did you was your child a bully? Like, I don't understand why you would do. Like, what a disgusting thing to do! It's such it's so irresponsible, mm-hmm. and it is so dishonest. Uh, to to try to have that be a part of the story, and I I don't know that just it it really made me frustrated to read that as part of the story. Yeah, that should be called out. 
like a hundred thousand times more than <sighs> than anything that Jessica Allen said at the, on the social on CTV. This was, you know, like <laughs> such a a kind of a predictable moment in uh, Canadian culture. But what was what was not predictable was the was the response by Sportsnet, which I think was the right response. And I just, you know, I I just like hope that that this doesn't have to be so polarizing someday that this is just the obvious thing that would happen <laughs> you know um uh, after someone makes such a disgusting fucking comment like the 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 final thing that I'll add is for anybody that is interested in the history of where uh, like why hockey became so white in Canada look at the history of the colored hockey league in Canada obviously racialized players were not allowed to play in the white leagues and so there they had a separate league and um, players in those separate leagues made innovations to hockey that we still have today and so the slap shot and the butterfly save for goalies those come from the the, the colored hockey league know your history and be able to push back against all of these narratives about hockey being a white sport wherever you see it because those are not innocent comments. Those are comments coming from people who want to maintain hockey and by extension Canada as a quote unquote white nation.